Hello and welcome to the Clock In Talk. I'm your host, Tiz. You can get us at Clock In underscore talk on Twitter. And um, yeah, we're back. We're back for a quick preview of the Manchester City game. Football's back. We have been in hibernation for a good, fuck knows, two months or something. But anyway, I've got Tony with us. How are you, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Been worse, been better. <laughs> it's fucking... We're, for those of you who... Um, this will go up shortly and you'll be hearing it, but you'll be going, what the fuck happened to the live show? Now, we were going to do a live podcast. I jumped on CastBox FM. No cunt could hear me at all. I swapped mics. I changed things. I don't know what the fuck was happening. Jump on Skype. Tony says I'm crystal clear. Fuck knows. So, here we are, mate. Um, what's been happening, buddy? Uh... Next to nothing. I, I just feel like life was paused for a few months. Like, <laughs> just, I mean, I don't know what it's like for you in terms of like COVID restrictions and stuff, and but just nothing. I've I literally just done absolutely, I got fat. That's what I've done. <laughs> I spent this time getting fat. <laughs> I um I've been taking a piss. I, I've uh, I've become a gamer now. I'm I'm this close to being a professional gamer apparently. So <laughs> I'm literally so doing in fuck the first all. week. You know, in the first, I've, I've like a I think I got a PS3 from literally when it first came out, and it's just been sat on the shelf gathering dust. <laughs> so in the first week, I thought, oh, maybe I'll get back into that. You know, give me something to do. Yeah. So this is what like mid mid March. I literally played like five seconds of Grand Theft Auto. One team death all the duty, and then I was just like, "Nah, this ain't for me. I'm not 19 anymore." And I literally just put it back on its shelf, and just there gathering dust, the same as it has been for the last. Like I moved into this house five years ago, and I think that was the first time I turned it on since I've been here. So you won't be running out and get the new PlayStation, mate. I could not care less. I mean, as I said, it's a PS3, so I skipped the four and the five. Stay in his shop, looking like a real. Looks pretty good. Looks pretty good, but yeah. Nah. Hey, it looks like a router or a modem. Yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does actually. Yeah, it's and the. Um, well, we're off topic here, but I don't really give a fuck. There's not much else to talk about. But the Xbox, have you seen that one? It's like a fucking big brick. It's like filing. Woeful, mate. I have literally. In terms of football, I haven't really been following much, and, and no disrespect to the Arsenal podcast world, but I haven't really been interested in many Arsenal podcasts either because I tune in a few times and I'm like, if I've got nothing to talk about, I'm not going to fucking talk. Like, And it's some of them, like I said, no disrespect, but you're fucking boring. It is fucking boring. I'm listening, I'm going, fuck, we're really scraping the bottom of the biscuit barrel for this fucking for content now and and that's why I said to you mate what's the fucking point really like oh, I just couldn't be fucking asked so yeah I mean yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows I don't listen to any anyway but it just did seem pointless like there's not if there's nothing to talk about don't talk you don't have to force something out or make something up to, to start talking about the only the only Arsenal content I think I've listened to Surprise, surprise, I listened to Jack's interview. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's... Arsenal put out a couple of good podcasts, actually. Um, yeah, I, know well. done, I think they've done a Podolsky one, they've done a few others, but I only listened to Jack, which mm. is not really much of a surprise. I watched um, 
Robert Snodgrass, Snodgrass, a West Ham player, started a podcast and I watched one of them and it was two hours long and I was bored out. It was actually decent content, but just as I said, I don't listen to them. So sitting still for two hours is the only time I ever do it is when I'm in the car. So I listen to podcasts when I'm driving. Yeah. But yeah. because we've not had anywhere to go, like I usually listen driving to the Emirates, but obviously that's not been happening. So I've literally just. I tried listening to it at home, but when you're sitting on your sofa, for me, it's, uh, <laughs> it's fucking hard, but, isn't it? <laughs> not, so apart from, I've watched a couple of the German games, uh, obviously in the last couple of weeks since I've been back. But yeah, I've not really been engaged with the football world apart from, from Twitter, which I'm on all the time. You um, you got a team in Germany yet? Um, <laughs> not, a team, like, like, not a team, but, but like a yeah. interest. <laughs> Yeah, Dortmund, I don't know if it's because I really like their blackout kit, which I brought. Uh, obviously, Sancho's there, so it's good having an Englishman. Mm. Um, Holland, obviously, young talent that everyone's watching. So I've watched, I mean, I've watched a lot of games, to be fair, but Dortmund did it. Look, I don't cheer when they score, but yeah, they're yeah. the ones I think, oh, yeah, I want to watch Dortmund on Saturday or whatever day. Mm. But once the Premier League's back tomorrow, or well, today now, I could not care less. Like, <laughs> if Dortmund are playing someone, and yeah. on the other channel, Brighton are playing like Newcastle, I'm gonna watch Brighton Newcastle. Yeah. Like, or just the most insignificant Premier League game you can think of, or <laughs> Dortmund on the other channel, I will watch the Premier League game. I, I don't know what it is, but like I was saying, I might try to watch a few games, and I'm like, uh, like, uh, no, <laughs> fucking shit all over the, the, the Bundesliga followers, but I'm just not interested. I looked at it and I'm like, I'm just not interested. Now I see this morning, or well, this morning in, in Australia, our time, tonight for you, but um, uh, Bayern Munich, they've, they've wrapped it up. It's all done and dusted. So what was, what was yeah, but back, it's, back it, for four it, weeks? It sounds worse than it is because we've not started yet, but I think there is only two games to go, so it's not like... Like, I mean, oh, they've okay. had it one yeah, long right. time in reality, but it's not like they've won it with 55 games to go. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've watched a little bit. Obviously, La Liga came back last weekend. I found out that the channel is on. Uh, <laughs> we could get for free until the end of the month. So oh, I never bothered watching it because yeah. I didn't want to pay just for La Liga. But because I've got it free till the end of the month and I watched Real Madrid the other day, I watched some of the Barcelona game today. I just find games are too one-sided. And that might be the mm. case when the Premier League comes back as well. But I think... I definitely do think fans stop games from being as one-sided, especially the the smaller teams at home. Yeah. Like I was just watching, uh, like when I was watching Bayern against Bremen, who they won the league against, they only won one nil, and it was a good goal to be fair. But there was about a twenty-minute period at the start of the second half where I don't think Bremen touched the ball, and I was just like, Fine. "This is where you need <laughs> the crowd like getting annoyed at you and telling you to go and kick someone." Yeah, because. No, you're happy because you're not conceding. You're just letting Bayern pass the ball from left to right. They're happy because they're already winning, so they don't care. Like, and it's just like you just you do sometimes need that fan and oi, you kick him. Like, do something. <laughs> we can't just watch you like just looking from side to side. It's like watching a tennis match. <laughs> um, I have look, and I a quick Google search today told me that. The tabloids have been hammering the well. They've been bored, fucking shitless, I guess, over there in your your little world. But I mean, it's all transfer news, transfer, transfer, transfer. And I, and I sat back and I thought to myself, like, you know, we're we're here and party. Pa, is it party? 
Yeah, yeah you say it. They're party. Um, a couple other players been linked as well, and I'm like, really? Like, are we at that point? Do you think, or are we a fair way away from this? Well, it's a strange one because no one knows when the transfer window is going to open. Obviously, it sure it should have been open already, or yeah. the season should have been finished, so they would have been able to agree deals. Obviously, they don't come back to train until the first of July in a, in a normal world. Um, so it's kind of like that time of year when the papers are used to doing that stuff. But I think it mainly comes from they've just had nothing to talk about. Like they can't do match previews. They can't do like a match report. They, do you know what I mean? They, yeah. they, even there wasn't even training, so they can't even make up training ground bust ups. <laughs> like, so and it's a bit like. I guess they maybe could have reported on who tested positive. Like they probably could have found out, but that's a bit of a sort of a human thing. You like making up transfers is harmless, yeah. but you can't lie and say someone's got a fucking illness. Uh, so they steered clear of that unless they, they pretty much knew or the player came out and said it themselves. Um, so I think there was just nothing to, to write about really. So they've just gone, ah, oh, transfers. Like you saw how big a story they made of Ozil apparently, being one of the two players that didn't accept the pay cut. Um, oh, yeah, I did say they, that. I was, yeah, yeah, early, yeah, early in the piece. They made right? like a huge deal out of it. But yeah. It's just because they have nothing, like, nothing. nothing like, when they're hammering players for going out for a haircut, or I think one, look, I'm not Lacazette's biggest fan by any stretch, but they hammered him for paying the guy who washed his car because it broke social distance. Like, fuck off. Did he really, like, sell, did he really sell his Twitter account? Huh? Lacazette, did he sell his Twitter account as well or something? Or was that just a whole pile of shit? I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, but right. I'm pretty sure no athlete would ever sell their Twitter account. No, no, no. I, 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 there was... Oh, man, I, I could have misread it too. There was somebody... I can't... I think it was that... You know that other bloke, Lacazette dude, who does the... Um, Oh, yeah, he might have tried to sell his account, I don't know. No, no, he, I'm sure he was saying that Lacazette sold his account. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I might have, and he's going, I'm the only Lacazette on Twitter. Now. This was a few weeks ago, and I'm thinking, and I was just quick scroll through, I'm thinking, fucking hell, are we that bored? <laughs> like, I could be fine. I didn't even look into it, really, but I just I just happened to see the tweet, and I went, oh, okay, maybe. So nah, if you don't know about it, then, because you're always on fucking Twitter, so... Maybe not. I don't know. Um, okay, we've got a game. Quite a couple of hours for you um, because you're already into that wee early hours. Um, Manchester City is the first game back. Anthony Taylor's the referee now. I looked at some odds. <laughs> and just to quickly recap everybody, so prior to, and if you even look at form leading up to this game, I don't know. But I can tell you, man, Man City will have all their fucking players back. Um, they won against Leicester. There was a game against Real Madrid there. Champions League, they won. Austin Villa, they beat. Um, and then they lost against Manchester United. Um, like I said, I don't know if you take this with a pinch of salt or not. Uh, we had a couple of wins against West Ham and was it? couple of Europa League wins as well so oh we had a win against Everton there in the last yeah, four games or so 
Odds, Man City are $1.30, draw is $5.75, and Arsenal's $9.50. Obviously, that's converted Australian dollars, bet 365. I'm not sure what they are for you, Tony, but it's, it yeah. gives you, it gives you an I, I idea. They're pretty favourite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I checked this morning, and Man City were 1, 1. 1.4, so they've either dropped or Australia give shit odds. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it probably would give fucking shit odds. <laughs> uh, they are 1.3 here now, so they have dropped. Oh, that's on Bet365, to be fair. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, does that give you a pretty good indication? Like, is it that far, Far you think? Like, that's a big gap. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I, I somewhat work in the betting industry when I can be asked. And I wouldn't be pricing anyone on that gap because no one has a clue. Like, I know you just read out form, but for me, it's the most irrelevant thing because it's almost a different season. Like mm. the gap between our last game and this game, I think is, I think the last game was March the 15th. So I'm, it was March to something. Mm. So it's pretty much three months. That's the difference. Like we finished a season in May. Well, say last season, I think Baku was right at the end of May. Maybe I got back from Baku on the 1st of June, which was three days after the game. So we're looking, what, 28th of May. And then the season started around the 10th of August. So there's actually been more time now than there usually is between one season finishing and the next one starting. So I've never started a season and looked at the form from the last game of the season that's already finished. Mm-hmm. So for me, form goes out the window. You don't know how fit everyone is. I don't know if Man City have been playing games behind closed doors. I think the rumours are they've only been playing themselves with their squad so fucking strong that that's probably the best preparation they could get if they're playing a second, first 11 via second 11. That's going to be super strong, two strong teams anyway. Um, I mean, I know that they've, it's the first time all season they've had every player available for selection but again how fit they are how match fit they are no one's going to know and the same thing can be asked of us I think Chambers is the only one who is definitely 100% out not even training um, I think Torreira there's been a few people aren't sure there's pictures of him on the training field but then he's not uh, played in any of the friendlies so people are sort of not sure if he's he's ready but it looks like both teams haven't really got any or many in- injuries but I just, this is just a completely baseless game. Like, I think bookies are brave making them, making them prices, but then I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, look, they're in the industry of not losing money. So even if they think it's a 50 50 game, they're not going to price Man City at, at evens because they, they could lose a shitload of money if, if form, <coughs> if it does go to what's expected. I think this period, and then we don't know, like, we've seen. In Germany, home advantage isn't really a thing. No. Uh, the, the percentage of games that have been won at home is ridiculously low, but that doesn't mean it's going to be the same in the Premier League. Mm. So then we're going to, you don't know, do you include that when you're trying to make up the, the odds of winning? It's just a, it's an absolute minefield. Look, we can all say what we'd expect to happen, but it's, I, I don't know, it's, it's a really weird one to call because you don't know what 11s either team are going to go with. I mean, you could probably hazard a guess and, and get probably eight out of the 11 right for both teams. But as I said, you don't know how fit anyone is, like how sharp they are, which is one of the main things. It, you may be fit, but match sharpness is completely different. We also don't know what intensity teams are going to try and play at. We have five subs now that you think that would go into City's favour because their squad is bigger and stronger. Um, there's just so many, so many variables. It's it's one of them games. That, I mean, just the, the whole, I think the whole first maybe week or two weeks of football coming back, 
just I think we'll find out a lot rather than than uh, than knowing. Like usually, you go into games and you half you know who's going to win, and seventy percent of the time you'll probably be right. But this, I think, it's more of like a we don't know what's going to go on. Just watch and find out. Oh yeah, look, nine dollars fifty. You know, I'm I'm half tempted. I'm not saying Arsenal will win it for me, but I'm half tempted at nine dollars fifty. I'll throw a tenner on it. Because you just don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, I mean, I'm going off Arsenal a bit, but Sheffield United did a game before us. They had the first game back, and they're away to Villa, and they were two, two, 2.5, so obviously $2.50 for you. Yeah. And if you look at the table, if this game was actually played when it was meant to be played, like, they're, they're fifth or sixth, and Villa are in the relegation zone. You'd go, fucking, yeah, I'll take that all day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! But but now you look at it and you go, well, we're Sheffield United and they're away and <laughs> yeah, like so I, mean, it's, I don't any anything is just it's so hard at the moment. I, I think I mean, look, I don't overly gamble anyway, but I think this is a period where you sort of leave it alone and and, and just enjoy football. Um, I have to scroll back a fair way to find the last time Arsenal did beat Manchester City, and that is 24th of April 2017. We beat them 2-1 in the FA Cup, but then we played oh, them the week That was an extra time. Yeah, yeah, and we played them the week before where we got a 2-2 draw, or a couple of weeks before, April 3, 2017 in the Premier League. That was a home. Yeah, I think that the was last a home, time, so. And when I say I think, I mean I'm... <clears throat> Almost 100% sure is uh, uh, the 2 0 when Cazorla and Giroud scored. I've I got, don't know what year that was. Yeah, yes, I've got another one at 3 3 2 in 2016, August 8. That was a friendly, though. <laughs> so, oh, <that> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm getting, look, I'm, I'm getting fucking, you know what I mean? I'm scrolling back a few years regardless. No, I think oh, I, it was it was the end of January 2015. Um, we won away 2-0. It was fucking freezing. Um, my hands were frozen trying to drink. I was in like the third row. Cazorla uh, scored a penalty. It was the first time Cazorla had really played deep and he was unbelievable. And uh, Giroud scored from a Cazorla free kick. Oh, I just fucking scrolled down. I remember that. 6-3. They fucking whooped us. Back yeah. in 2013. Uh, well, <laughs> well, two. I got the other one. Hey? I've got two and I can't remember who got the other one, which yeah. is strange. Yeah. So anyway, look, who knows? Um, at the end of the day, it's just one of them fucking things, mate. It's almost reset the Premier League, basically. Like, we don't know what's going to come out, who's going to be match fit. And I think it's I think it's probably the best time to play. I, I, uh, I think it's difficult because I don't think any squad's going to be fit enough to be playing, like, the same 11s on the Wednesday as you are on the Saturday. Um I think the second game or maybe the third game would be the best because if they go full strength against us, which you'd imagine they do, mm. then I, can't, I did hear who they've got on Saturday and I can't remember, but oh, Burnley they've got, uh, you'd imagine they'll have to, with them, it doesn't matter too much because they rest five players and it doesn't make a difference. Um, but I, I think the, the, the second and third games are the more, and for us looking at dangerous in terms of, of potentially losing because you think we go full strength and then the players aren't quite fit enough to start again on Saturday and then we have to rotate and are we strong enough to rotate against a team who it's their first game back so they're going to have a 100% lineup, and and we're going to have to like maybe take out some key players. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a quick prediction. 
Ugh. I mean, we spoke we spoke for about twenty minutes about how unknown it is, mm. and then you asked me for a prediction. <laughs> when I never done predictions when I had half an idea. <laughs> uh, look, I can t- look, if you're based on absolutely nothing, you'd have to expect the City win because they are the better better team than us. Yeah. But that's all I have to go on. Like their their players are better than ours. Yeah. Their manager has been in place longer. Like there is the factor of Arteta might know quite a lot about them and be able to stop them. That, that's another sort oh, of yeah, chess yeah, piece. Oh yeah, all about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So it's as I said, there's so much unknown. So you can, I can only, if you're asking me to take a guess, I can only go on who is a better team, and, and that, the answer is Man City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I'm going to put my Arsenal hat on. Um, obviously, I think it'll be a bit. There'll be a few goals scored. I think there'll be a, a few unfit players as well, like you know, match fitness. I therefore I think there'll be a few goals. So I'm I'm leaning towards around a three-two type game, but could go either way. Actually, could go City, could go Arsenal. I don't know. It's it's just one of them who fucking. I'm looking forward to watching it. Put it that way, um, mate. We look. We're not going to sit here and hammer on because it's only a quick preview, but I did ask for a couple of questions just to get people back into the habit of um, talking to us, speaking to us. It's been such a long time as well. I thought, oh, I'll throw out a few questions. Um, so we did get a couple in. Um, just before I get into that, though, I've had a complete fuck-up with this podcast the last couple of weeks. You may have to, if you don't get this on your iTunes in your country... You may have to resubscribe to us. I will put it on YouTube. I know Android and the Google Play Store is fine, but for some fucking reason, we had a fuck around with iTunes. They deleted our old show and re-uploaded a new fucking show, and all I did was change the RSS feed, which is our host because I changed the hosts, and, yeah, it's all technical shit in the background, but long story short... You may have to resubscribe to the Clock End Talk in your um, podcast app. I just hope you hear this eventually, sometime, somehow. So, um, okay, Sugar Daddy says, "Who would we sell from the midfield if we had to?" Also, assuming Party is coming to the Emirates, uh, Tony, who do you sell in the midfield? Yeah. Obviously, Party coming in. The the I think a better a better way of answering or a better question to ask is who would I be disappointed if they were sold? And to be honest, the answer is none of them. Like if Sabios goes back, which I presume he will, mm. like don't care. Jack, look, I, I like Jack more than most, except you. But would I be devastated if he was sold? No, mm. I don't particularly rate Gwendozi. So would I be gutted if he was sold? No. Torreira is, is good when he wants to be and injured or not involved or not fit enough a lot of the time. So if we got if we made a profit on him, would I be devastated? No. I mean, he ain't, if Ainsley goes, which is probably looking quite likely, I, I really like Ainsley, but would I be crying myself to sleep? No. Uh yeah, but who, who ain't going to go because of who, the money? No, that's the way to go. Who, who do you think, though, like, 
because I've already got one top of mine, and look, he's one of my favourite players at Arsenal, which is in Granite. Who brings you the most profit? And where I say, well, the reason I say that is because rumours are Stan's not putting his fucking wallet out. So I'm thinking, well, at least I'll get a 40 for Granite. There's money back into the club. I, uh, I'm i not... It's very easy for the press to go stand on. isn't going to spend any money because that is what the narrative is of Arsenal and it gets you clicks. But then in the next conversation, they'll say Arsenal will sign in party, Upa Meccano and 10 other people. So it's, I wouldn't take much notice of whether Stan's going to put money in or not. And the fact is, we never know. It's a privately traded company now. Did the Pepe money, I know it's in installments, but with all the transfer last year, did any of them come from him or was it just club funds? No one will never know and people will guess and they're going to guess that he hasn't because they don't particularly like him. I'm, I'm not saying I'm for him or that he definitely has. I'm just saying we don't know. But in terms of, I think you used the wrong word in, when you said who would bring us the most profit because the answer to that is, well, obviously we didn't pay anything for Maitland-Niles and, and next to nothing for Gwenduzi. So if you're looking at profit, um, obviously them too. Also, if you're looking at raw amount, Look, we don't know what the football world's going to do. We don't know how fucked financially some clubs are. Like you saying Granite brings you 40. That's the price you probably would have put on him in January. But we're not in January anymore and we don't know how the world's changed. Mm. I think the one that probably brings you the most money is Gwenduzi. I, I can't see Granite going anyway. I think he's been one of our better players since Arteta's been there. Arteta obviously likes him in the team for what he brings. And if he's going to carry on playing the same system where the left-backs bomb on, and someone needs to cover. Granite's the only one we've got that can do that. Um, so I, I can't see Granite going. The, the difficulty is the only one I can actually, I can see Ceballos going back and, and Ainsley going. I can't really see anyone else going out um, unless Torreira kicks up a fuss and then he might go. And it all depends on who you're bringing in as well. If, if Party is coming in, then you wouldn't be too worried about losing Torreira. Um, because he's going to get a severely reduced amount of game time and he's going to bring in, you'd imagine, at least 30, 35, like absolute minimum. Mm. So that you'd go, okay, yeah, that that sort of makes sense. It's the like-for-like replacement in terms of style. Uh, It offsets a lot of the transfer fee. It sort of seems, and he seemingly wants to go back to Italy if, if you believe reports. And I know I've just said I don't really ever believe ever any reports, and I don't, but... If, you choose, if you're the type of person that chooses to believe the reports, then it, it sounds like Torreira wants out as well. So uh, that would be the, the one I, I, I think is most likely to go out, apart from Ainsley. One thing you did, and I took out of that is, and you're dead right, is we don't know what the market is. Like a $40 million for Granite was probably, you know, something you put on his head back in January, but the world has changed. And, and I actually forget, you know, yeah, I'm in Australia, and, yeah, look, we're, we're going through financial difficulties and, and whatnot, but you guys are getting absolutely smashed. And then you look at these bigger clubs and you think, well, fuck, how much did they actually lose? So transfers, we may, you know, it was going up and up and up and up and up, when now it might be type of plateauing back down a little bit. So it's 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 fucking going to be really interesting times to be honest mm. yeah it's, it's, it's a strange one because everyone's waiting for the first move to be made to sort of that first move will decide the market and 
some people are saying, oh, Chelsea have already done it with Werner, but they haven't. It was a release clause. So they might think he's worth 120 million, but the release clause was 60 or 55 or whatever it is. So that was a price. The rumour, I mean, he's been flirting with Liverpool for two years, Werner. Yeah. And the, the rumours are, I'm going to piss Scousers off if they listen, the rumours are that they couldn't afford him. So is that a sign that the money is not there with Liverpool? even though they're fucking European champions and they're going to win the Premier League next week. Like, is that a sign that the money's not in football? We've seen Tottenham. I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, Tottenham can't afford players because they took this 200 million loan. They took 200 million at 0.5% interest. You would be an absolute moron not to take that. If someone offered anyone that at 0.5% interest, you take it. Even if you go and put it in a fucking ISA, you'd make money on it. But <laughs> it's the, I, I don't know. Whoever's got that deal, well done. Like, I don't like praising Tottenham, but that is insane. Mm. Like, it's just crazy. So, and, and apparently that one condition of the loan, they can't spend it on transfers. But okay, we'll use our existing money for transfers and this goes in to cover what the existing money was going to. Like Tottenham will be able to buy, I think. Um, and however they've worked that deal is a very fucking clever one. They've probably had to put a security of a couple of players against it. Like I think it was the Bank of England that gave them the loan. So they might have said if you if you miss a repayment, you you have to sell Harry Kane or whoever else. Yeah. And and then we take we take that money. But a zero point five percent interest, I mean it's it's absolutely laughable. Deal. Yeah, that's right. Um <laughs> Sugar Daddy also says, which Harry Potter book is your favourite? Oh, uh, he's actually talking about Harry Potter the other day in the chat. <laughs> I think that's where this has come from. Mine's, I don't the, know. mine's the first. Mine's the first one. Cause I, I don't like, know because oh, wow. I watch it now and it's like weird. Like the book, I don't know. It's different because I read all the books when they came out, but that was so long ago. And then obviously now I've seen the films a million times each. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And to be honest, if it's, if I'm flicking through the TV guide and I see the first one's on I'm just like I'm not watching 11 year olds it's weird yeah okay yeah I do yeah yeah like yeah I don't know I don't know what I've seen them all so many times that it's just (laughs) yeah um where's Schwinn sugar daddy says I haven't heard from that bloke in fucking ages Schwinn he he messaged in the chat earlier what are you on about did he oh man I never fucking see oh is that that AJ cunt Oh. No, not, we have a chat with me, you, and him. Someone spoke, and it wasn't me, and it wasn't you. That was him. Oh, okay, that's who that is. <laughs> He's changed I mean, his name. name. The name of the chat is Tony Schwinn and Tell. So, yeah, yeah, but I thought he left. No. Oh, okay, there you go. Too much notice, all right, and don't. <laughs> Fuck, I've been talking about him too, in there. Probably all fucking soldy. <laughs> uh, he was talking about him in there the other day I just assumed you knew he was there Nah, I, I, I knew he was there But then I thought he left So I was like, oh, I don't know um, Okay <laughs> Fuck me um, FPL Canada Put your magic hats on And predict the centre-back duo For the last game of this season And the first game of next season do you know what? Arteta stole my thunder today because the, the reports came out last week that Louise is potentially off and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then Arteta's come out today and said he wants to keep him. And as soon as I read that report, I thought, yeah, but Arteta will want to keep him because we signed him on one year with a one-year option. 
Um, and you yeah, can tell, that, like, I mean, that type of popped up too. Up. Like, are we believing that though? That that's that's uh, concrete. No, I mean, I believe there's been too much smoke. So I believe it was a one-year of a one-year option. Right. And basically all that report said is Arsenal haven't taken the option up yet, which is also true. And then everyone took that as, ah, oh, he's off. But my whole time I was thinking, well, Arteta's going to want to keep him. So I don't know what the financials are like, if he's on too much money or whatnot. But I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal do offer him the extension or the other the extra year. Um, I've seen, seen Benfica, they were saying that oh, we can't afford his wages. So, Yeah, um, yeah. so it'd be, a, be an interesting one. I think that at the end, end of this season, uh, him and... Staffy. I think, no, I, do you know what? I think if you asked Arteta this question right now, he would say Pablo Mari. But we don't know how he's going to cope with the league and how he's going to fit in and whatnot. Mm. So, I, I I struggle to say he'll play the last game of the season. I I think I'm going to give that answer because I think that's the answer Arteta would give. Uh, but I don't know if that's fuck me. You know what I mean? He could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this cunt? Where, where's Where's Tony? Well, fuck me! You're fucking sitting on the fence and flip flopping around the joint. Where's the bloke that I used to do a podcast with? <laughs> <laughs> my answer would be Pablo Mari, but he could be absolute dog shit in the first three games and never play for us again. Like, no one knows. He's he's another seriously unknown in for yeah, so man, many reasons. Unknown, yeah. uh, starting next season, as Saliba, you'd imagine, will start. And if David Luiz signs a contract, David Luiz, but he could be in fucking Timbuktu by then. Oh, just on Saliba, is... So the French league is null and void, or is that they're gone? Aren't they? Yeah. That's finished. So yeah. he's it. He's now out of con- He can come back to Arsenal now. <laughs> the fuck knows. So all reports were saying he couldn't play. Uh, so I'd imagine he could come over and train mm. because why not? Like you got fuck all else to do. Give him however long off. But then it's going to mess things up because he's going to. If I was Arsenal, I'd be bringing him over to train as a minimum because then he'd train, have the normal break with everyone else. Otherwise, he's going to have five months off or something stupid. Mm. Um, so he, he can come and train. Um, I don't know if he is. I haven't seen any pictures, so I assume not. Everyone on earth, well, apart from one person, I'll get onto that in a minute. Everyone on earth thinks he can't play apart from Nexus, who is telling everyone he can play and his sources himself, obviously. <laughs> uh, he tweeted like two days ago saying Saliba incoming and someone was like yeah but he can't play this season and he said he can now and that was like the end of the replies to that conversation so why, I mean I, I'm i almost he certain he can't play why can why can he now because Dean said <laughs> so, but basically, it's got, it's got to be ticked off, hasn't it? Like the FA have to tick it off and say yay. So it's, it is a difficult one because we registered him in our squad because to make him homegrown because you have to be here three years before you turn twenty-one. So even though he was out on loan, we registered him in our squad. Mm. The the normal rule is you can't register any new play like players after a certain date. Yeah, but he's been by past that by being registered. But then I think the the FA are trying to to keep it fair. Are trying to basically say 
because I know the rule in the cups is if you can't play in the first when the fixture's meant to be. So say Arsenal playing someone and you can't play for whatever reason. Mm. If there's then a replay, you can't play. So I remember I think it was Arshavin. We we drew in an FA Cup game and then we signed him and we had the replay like three days after we signed him. But the rule is you can't play because you weren't eligible to play in the first game. So I think that's what the FA or the Premier League have brought in for the league to try and stop things like this happening. And also like uh, players, teams had players out on loan Mm. and obviously they back now and it's like well hang on if they weren't eligible to play they shouldn't have be, shouldn't be playing really so it's not concrete there's no like a million percent definitely this is the answer but it seems like that's what the Premier League have tried to do that if you couldn't play when the game was meant to be on March the 20th or whatever it was then you can't play now right, I, I don't know whether there's a history book between obviously not the Premier League, but years, you know, well before when World War One and Two and all that, because a lot of companies and a lot of businesses are going back to, oh, what they do in World War One and Two. So what I'm getting at is COVID-19, mate, like fucking basically the whole world is rewriting the book as they go now. Like They're like, oh, fuck, we better put in clauses for if the Premier League stops for three months or if this and that. It's fucking like the unknown. So I don't well, know. That's has, the, that's has football ever stopped before for a month or anything? Not, not that I know of. And obviously, you take it back to the wars, but they weren't really like professional players. So they had side jobs, and a lot of them went off to the army to fight because obviously they were yeah. fit young men. So that was it. Was completely different. I think the biggest problem, and you touched on it, is there was no not just for football, but for a lot of things there was no what if in place um, for this type of thing. And that was a problem. Like at one point it did look like the Premier League wanted to null and void, but they've been sued. Like how many times have you mentioned, oh, if they do this, they're going to be sued. If you do that, they're going to be sued. So I'd imagine in future, everything, not just sport, but sport and everything else, they'll have a a, a clause in place that if this happens, we do this, Mm. whatever that may be. And then because teams have signed up to that at the start of the season, so say they put a clause in saying that if something happens and, and the game has to stop for a month, we can not avoid the league. And then the teams will have to sign up to that at the start of the season. And also the broadcasters, so your Skies or your BN Sports or whoever, when they're buying the rights, that'll be part of the deal. Like, it's not our fault. We can't do shit. We can't yeah, yeah, give you yeah. football to shut down. But right. at the moment, the problem was there was rumours that the broadcasters wanted to sue the league the clubs wanted to sue the league if they were ones that weren't getting the way they wanted so i think in future it's not just football but everything will have something in the contract yeah if certain things happen apparently um wimbledon the tennis tournament took out an insurance in like i think it's like 50 years ago that within if wimbledon was cancelled within the next 75 years they would they would get a stupid amount of money to help cover it. And they've been paying like one, two million a year for however long. Yeah. And now obviously this year was cancelled and they earned apps like they made so much money. Fucking cheaty bogus. Well, well I mean, yeah, but it's one of them things. If you said five years ago, they've been paying three million pounds a year in case yeah. uh, a, a in natural case. disaster because especially when they got the roof, because before you could have said, oh, it could be rained off for two weeks and would they 
then start the tournament two weeks later, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But then when they got the roof, you're like, well, even if it pisses out, they play every game indoors. Yeah, kind can't have a place always fucking rain, and I'd be taking fucking insurance too. <laughs> I don't know how true that is. To be fair, I only read that story once and not heard any more on it, but if it is true, it's pretty fucking clever. It is fucking very clever. Um, uh, okay, we touched on that. Uh, PM, he says, who was the better signing... Uh, Thierry Henry or Cedric so <laughs> I haven't have we haven't well, seen Cedric play no <laughs> well for Southampton yeah not, not for us <laughs> yeah not for uh, us <laughs> I mean there, there's one thing that, that Cedric can say up until now that Omri will never be able to he has never lost a game in an Arsenal shirt yeah <laughs> I suppose. Um, MWA Gunners. Right? You buy a player in January and he's never lost. Never lost. Unreal business. <laughs> MWA Gunner, do you think Liverpool will rest key players once they secure the title? Because there'll be games every three days and I'll need them ready for next season. Um, I, I presume he's talking Champions League. I've obviously missed that. They're out. They're out of the Champions League. Oh, they are. They're gone. Yeah. So. Why are they playing? What are they in? FA Cup? No, it's just because their games are because they're trying to fit the end of the season into such a short space of time, into six weeks. And I think most teams have got ten games basically everyone and there's FA Cup oh, Liverpool okay. out there. Uh, everyone's gonna be playing like What's happening with the other tournaments? This is well, how, certainly this the, is how the, much of a rock I've been living under. Yeah, so so the FA Cup's carrying on as normal. Um obviously still behind closed doors, but nothing's changing. Um the Europe, it's not been confirmed yet, but everyone is believes that, that uh, they're going to do like a, a. I think it's in Portugal actually, but again, this isn't hundred percent. But they're going. Every team's going to go to a location. They're going to play it out like a almost like a mini tournament. So they're going to finish the fixtures in in the Europa League and the Champions League um, all in a short space of time in August in one country. As I said, I think it was Portugal. Mm. But that's not 100%. That's the reports going around, and it seems pretty accurate. Like everyone's reporting the same thing. Yeah, okay. So, do you think, do they rest key players? I don't know why they rest. I think everyone will rest players because I'm not sure that they'll be able to. I said the play, it's not, it's different playing every three days when you're sort of into a season and you're used to that intensity. But when you're coming off a three month layoff, um, I think everyone's going to rest players. I don't think Liverpool will do it with an aim of next season because everyone's going to get a month off. You don't rest someone before they have a month off. Mm. I think they're just going to rest players because they're, they're not going to be fit enough. And if there is a 50-50 or can Salah play today, hamstring's a little bit tight, they're going to err on the side of caution and not play him because there's no reason to. But the players will want to play because they've just had three months of doing nothing and they're about to have another month of doing nothing. Mm. So the players will want to if they if they possibly can. So... Well, yeah, they'll rest players, but I don't think it'll like they're gonna. Sometimes you see a team win the league and then play their reserve team for the last ten games, or however long. If they win the league with six games to go, they'll they'll rest players for the rest of the games. I, I don't think Liverpool do that because you go remember there's no summer tournaments this year either. Obviously, they've all been cancelled. There's I think there's meant to be the Copa America. I'm not sure if there's meant to be an Afcon. There was obviously meant to be the Euros. They, they've all been cancelled, so. I think players will play as long as they're fit enough. Um, 
Oh, I did see this. Santi um, Cazorla. Uh, what do you think he's decided, says MAA Gunner. He says, personally, I think he'll sign a one-year extension um, so he can get into the Spain team for the Euros and then join Arteta's coaching team. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think yeah, it's pretty similar. I think he wants to play in the Euros. I don't know if they'll pick him. And also, I mean, it's hard. He's got to have another season as good as this one, but he's a year older. He's not the fittest bloke anyway. I mean, he's got to wear it because he's technically so fucking good. But he's a year older. He's, he's coming. He's going to come off another three months off. I think that's probably what I do. I, I, I mean, I'm not sure about joining us in a year, but I think he'll be staying well, in Spain co- next coaching, year. Coaching was something that I, I, I think I read. He had ambitions for coaching, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he has his badges and stuff, his yeah, coach's license know. and stuff. Yeah. Well, I imagine he'd start over that, there in Spain. So, he, you know, he's. I don't know if he'd jump straight into Arsenal, would you? Like, I don't know. He, like, I mean, it's easy to say because he seems like a pretty happy-go-lucky bloke, but he always seemed happy here. Yeah. Seemed happy with life in London. Um, well, it'd be something who, I'd who, like uh, to work your way up to. I don't know if I'd like to be thrown. But then again, you, you're working under us, etc., aren't you? Yeah, and it also depends what role do they put him with the youth team because yeah. he's a calm guy. Like you don't, you never know. But I don't know. I, I think the way he plays, he's either got no more years left in him, or a few. He's not got a lot of miles on the clock because he was out for fucking his whole career with us, pretty much. Or his last two years. With us. He he doesn't really need to run too much anyway. So either this three months off has, has finished him because the age has caught up with him. And if it hasn't, if he comes back after this three months and he's still the same as as was, why would you like? He doesn't seem like the type of guy that would go and have an excellent year, get to the Euros, do whatever he's got to do. With him, mm. and, uh, you know what? I've done. Like I, I feel like he's he just seems like the type of person that as long as he can play football, he will. It's weird. It's weird that he's teasing it. I guess I think that's what I. I I seen him I seen the tweet or the statement or something and I thought that's a bit odd that yeah I've made my I think he said I've made my decision I will let everybody know soon I thought oh okay really like you know like yeah, it's not like Messi them. has gone I've made my decision I'll let, because we'd all be following that but like nothing against Santi but I just like yeah okay. Yeah, it's weird. it's weird when people say things like that because you think if it is an extension, they'll just do it because you can sign an extension anytime. Mm. Um, but then Griezmann made everyone look stupid when he done his TV documentary, and everyone went, "Oh, you wouldn't do a documentary if you were staying." That's that's not news. That's and then he he ended up waffling for twenty minutes about staying, and then obviously he left <laughs> a year later. But in general, I mean, yeah. obviously Griezmann limelight. In general, you don't. Uh, you don't and that like when you and that you announce the extension when it happens, not some yeah, time yeah, before. Yeah, not oh, fucking keep swinging by the knackers and I'll fucking announce. Oh, I just thought it was weird. Anyway. But that's what I mean. That's what I mean about saying he, he could be finished now. It wouldn't surprise me if he retired at the end of the season. I think and I then, think that's what it is. He's 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 hinting he's finished and he's going to something like do something behind the scenes because. If you're going to continue playing, you just say, oh, I've signed an, a, a year extension and everyone will be, oh, congratulations, happy days. But, yeah, yeah to build it up. But then, again, if you're retiring, would you not say and then get the get the uh, 
round of applause at the end of the season because he never. I think he's. I think he said, and and it was sad as a fan as well. He never got a goodbye at Arsenal mm. because he was he wasn't involved, and then suddenly he was gone. Um, well, they're back fine now, aren't they? So maybe. No, but I'm saying you'd announce it now so you get the send-off. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a few, yeah. I can't remember who the other one was, there was Santi and someone else at the same time that never really, I guess Jack, to an extent, didn't really get a good buy. Mm. What, um, um, the, o- the Ox didn't, did he? Well, it, it was, yeah, I mean, not re- he didn't leave at the end of the season, though, so no, it's different. Was, he was like second game in, wasn't he? Yeah, and he played. I mean, obviously, everyone knew. I was there at Anfield. We all knew he was he was gone. Yeah, yeah. Who else? Oh, Giroud. No, again, mid-season though. It's yeah, different when yeah. you play out in the season. Yeah. Like you look at Ramsey and like he, Ramsey's was more so, but Ramsey, Welbeck, Czech, they all got like a little presentation, a bit of a clap. Ramsey was the most, but obviously had been here the longest and had the most history. Mm. But Jack Santi. Walcott. A couple of others. Again, Walcott was mid-season. Oh, um, yeah, he was too. And again, it's also different if you're sold, because Iwobi was sold, and you, you don't know that's 100% going to happen, but with Jack and Santi, they ran out of contract. So it was different. Iwobi kind of blew my away, actually. Yeah. I, never, I, never even, I never ever thought we would ever sell Iwobi, let alone get that much for him. Like, I was like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, that one did blow me away a bit. I never thought we'd see the back end of him. Yeah, I just had said, Santi, Santi said it's one of his biggest regrets, and he would love to come back for a goodbye, I think is what he said. So I, I can't see that he's going to do that again there, especially where he is such a club legend because he's been there before. Yeah. But it's a weird one because I can see the arguments on both sides. If you're going to sign an extension, just announce it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, MWA Gunner, he's asking how your fantasy team's going. I've got no idea. No idea. Um, that Canada dude, F- FPL Canada, I mean, he's league, and I don't know. He might be able to find an answer, but I, I don't even know how to log into it no more. Um, Brad's, the original Brad, says, do you think the reason why Lacazette has struggled is because we let our midfield get out old? Our midfield get out old. Giroud has prime. Urzel, Sandy, Jack, uh, Theo, Sanchez, uh, to support him. Our creativity now just comes from Saka. Maybe the lack of quality behind him is this the problem? I'm risky there. Like why? We've had this for years now. People want to make excuses for everything Lacazette does and doesn't do. The guy, I mean, look, he's been poor this season, but. He's a good footballer. He isn't a goal scorer. And I know he was in France, but we've seen absolutely no sign of it in the Premier League. No. Look, it's... Just bored of making excuses for him. Like, Bamiang still managed to score. If you say, oh, is it the midfield's fault or the people behind him's fault, hmm. why hasn't Bamiang struggled to score? Like, why has... I know Martinelli's played in B-tier games in terms of cup competitions and, and not strong the strongest league games, but why has Martinelli been able to score? I, look, I, I do get original Brad's. I get his point though, because what he's basically saying is Lacazette's so not yeah, getting the ball, not, and is the midfield that, yeah. providing enough? Yeah, no. But is that the They're reason not. that Lacazette's not scoring? Also, no, mm. because Lacazette didn't score when he had Jack Ramsey, Ozil, 
all yeah, behind him. He didn't, he, didn't he didn't score that. I didn't score enough. No, he didn't. And, and all the other people, Martinelli's still been getting goals consistently. Eddie's started, I think, two or three league games, and he's scored, and he's been getting great chances. Like he's missed chances, and you can criticize him for that. But he's in the areas. Mm. Like Eddie missed. Uh, he's hit the bar. I think he started three games and he scored and hit the bar in the other two. Yeah. Like. He's been in the positions. He's done the things you'd expect him to do. Lacazette's not been that. So you can't just go, oh, it's, it's everyone else's fault. Like, Aubameyang st- scored. He's had arguably worse behind him than, than what Lacazette has because Lacazette's been here longer. I'd love to so see he, somebody somebody doing stats, right? And, and it's, it's going to be hard because there's no stats on it. How many has he missed? Miss, how many missed chances has he had in two seasons? I'd like to see that stat. I don't, it's a weird one because I don't I don't think Lacazette particularly misses a lot of chances. I don't think he's I think a lot of the time he takes too long to get his shot away, so it doesn't overly yeah, go down that, as a that mid. wouldn't go down as a stat though, would it? No. no. No, but that's what I'm saying. I think that's one of the, yeah, the problems. And the other that the problem I've had with, <laughs> Well no, my problem I've had with him since day one is he's never in the fucking area. Ever. <laughs> so, yeah, he is, he is, and he drops back too fucking deep. Yeah, he's not there. He's not the Johnny on the spot. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's what I'm saying. The difference is where you got Eddie. And look, Lacazette is obviously a better footballer than Eddie and Ketia. But Eddie is in them areas to miss them chances or score them chances because he's there. Yeah. Lacazette just isn't. Mm. like, And you can't blame anyone else for that. He, he might think, oh, I have to come back and help out the midfield. Brilliant. That's not your job. Go and score me goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when Eddie's in the team... I don't see him coming back. No. <laughs> I, he, he stands on the shoulder. Well, I bet he's the same. He doesn't fucking run back, chasing the ball. Not when he's central. He does from the wings, but that's, it's... Yeah, that's different. Though, yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I, for whatever reason, our fan base wants to make excuses for everything Lacazette does. And uh, I just don't know why. Like oh. I said, the guy's a good enough footballer. A good footballer. Very good footballer. Yeah. He is not a striker on his own. He, ju- he just isn't. I'm happy to see him go in the summer. I oh, would have no worries of seeing him go. Yeah, that's just, especially, it depends what price you get. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't be devastated. Okay, three more quick questions. Um, a deep block, he asks, uh, Tony, what is your 11 formation you want to see and what do you think Arteta will play, sir? So, Two formations. Uh, I think uh, I've got one or two where I'm not sure. I think the back four will be Hector. Uh, so obviously Lennon goal. I think we'll go Hector, Louise, Mary, Tierney. Oh, Mary. Um, yeah. Uh, then I think he will go. See, Granite's a weird one because usually I would definitely stay in, but I didn't, he didn't feature in the last game. There's been no word of injury, but it just seems a bit weird that he didn't play. But I'm going to go with Granite anyway because we don't have any reason to think otherwise. Sabios. Yep. Uh, See, this ne- and the next one's the, the main position I'm not sure about um, because we've seen in the friendly, Saka's played in midfield. I can't see that. Um Willock's done well in the friendlies and I think for me it's between Willock and Ozil uh, I think he'll go with Ozil but I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it's Willock and then I think it'll be Aubameyang left Pepe right 
and then the striker's a hard one. I, I I really wouldn't be surprised if he goes with Eddie. Okay, interesting. Um, you you not going to offer a team? Oh, look, I, I think it's fucking so hard, mate. I, I I think Pablo for Mustafi. I just think he he just seems to stick with Mustafi. Um, well, I mean, Murray played played uh, like uh, Mustafi was dropped for the last league game, and Murray played. I would go with I would go with Pablo, but I just have a funny feeling against City. He'll go with someone who's knows a bit about City and knows what they're. But you got well, you say well, Murray played for City. Yeah, but did, yeah, but did he really? <laughs> I know you. I know he did, but like. Well, when you think it's going to be the game's going to be played at an empty ground, and without the jokes about City's ground always being empty, yeah. I can tell you he's played at an empty. Yet he had more out of Mustafi and Mari. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I'm going to, look. I'm going to go with Mustafi anyway. Um, I don't think. I think he'll go with Lacazette up top, not Eddie. Abemyang on one side, um, and probably Özil in the middle. Everywhere else would be yeah, it's just whether he goes with a flat two, if he goes with a two and a ten, or or a flat three in the middle. Mm. Um, and and you're thinking City away, you'd probably be better off going with a flat three. And then I said we look, but does Guendouzi come into it? I just don't think that offers you enough pace. Um, if you're trying to break, then uh, it'll probably look. be Granite for Boris, I'd imagine. What's Torreira doing? Say, he, he went off injured against Portsmouth and. I don't. He's not featured in any of the friendlies. He is on the training pitch, but I don't think he's ready to play. Yeah, I don't know if I, yeah, I, I don't think I rate him that well. You know, fucking like I think I said it prior when he come when we signed with him. I'm like, I don't understand what all the fucking fuss is about. Um, it's tough one. I've seen him be exceptional, but oh, he's he's good on his day. I'm fucking good on my day too. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on fire on my day, mate. Um, pick one. Pick one. Says deep block. Sell a Bemiang at the end of the season for sub optimal price, not enough by itself to buy a repl- any replacement, or keep him for next season and let him leave on a free. Well, if you're looking at not enough to buy a replacement, then for me the obvious answer is let him go on a free. And then you never know in that time if you get Champions League football, he might be persuaded to stay. Or mm. if you get Champions League final, uh, you've made the money, you've made enough money to be able to to buy a replacement anyway. For me, Bamiyang's though, he's the guy. Like, okay, we've done it with Sanchez. We've done it with a couple other players. I can't remember. You know, it was like fuck, and we were letting them go for free. For me, Abemiang's that player that I hold on to for another season. If you don't want to sign a contract, because I know next season I'm going to get 30-plus goals out of him. So how am I going to sell him and then buy a player who's going to get me 30-plus goals? Like, oh, I'm, trying to think, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a fucking striker, like, I know there's ones out there, but they're all taking a risk, isn't there? Like, there's no... I'm not going to be getting another Bamiyang-like replacement, so keep him, get me 30 goals out of him next season, the season after I cross that bridge. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one because you always get 
and I'm not saying he would, I, I don't know, but you always get players that completely down tools because they think, oh, I don't want to get injured. Because as of that date, they're unemployed and they don't know where to... There's players refusing to play at the moment. Mm. I mean, the media ain't really going too big on it because there's a lot of them. But there, there is players that are basically... like Because the teams have been... There's agreement that they can give them a three-week extension or a month extension to finish the season. But the players are thinking, fuck you. Like, if I get injured in them two or three weeks, I am then unemployed without an income. Mm. So... His players refusing to play. So, but then if the he gets you in a Champions League, then it's a fucking gamble paid off. Oh, yeah, of course. Look, I would. I've just said I would keep yeah, him, yeah, but the, yeah. the, the the negative could be he either downs tools or worse, if he gets injured, then you're stuck paying the wages to someone who's is costing you what two hundred grand a week while sitting in the gym, not particularly motivated to uh, to get back fit because he wants to get his, his big contract at the end of the season. One of the most famous cases recently is uh, Michael Owen at Newcastle. His contract was up. He didn't have a club at the time, uh, or he, didn't, he didn't, hadn't already signed with anyone. And they were playing a game last game of the season. They needed to win to stay up. And mm. Shearer was a manager. He said to him, I was like, like, can you play? And I said, no. Apparently, Owen refused to play. They fell out about it. And obviously, they were strike partners at England. And now they, they still don't speak because mm. Owen refused to play. And obviously, Shearer being a Newcastle fan, he's like, doing everything he can to try and keep his hometown club up. I know him was just like, no, I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, last one, hack on Larson, and uh, I'm going to fucking, fucking make a mess of this name, but Upa Makano, Makano or Party, he's asking. Uh, for me, it's quite an easy one, um, and a lot of people might disagree with me here. For me, Party comfortably. I'm not. Um, I'm not too sold on Upa Makano. I don't like the, the oh. defenders that are, are pure athletes. Mm. And you look at, you know, are you a, a, a John Terry or a Tony Adams that know what they're doing and they're, they're skilled in the art of defending, or are you someone who's very quick, very strong? You've got a mistake in you, and you're you're more of an athlete than a than a cultured defender. And I think there's too many defenders that are about about that are just they're not particularly defenders they, as I said they can just run quick and jump high and I think Upa Meccano falls into that bracket and I know a lot of people will like people in that bracket I'm, I've never been a fan because you find they make stupid mistakes because they just use their they try and use their pace and power to get them out of trouble I haven't seen much of them play at all so however <laughs> I do follow a lot of Arsenal fans on Twitter and correct me if I'm wrong, but I watched the rise of Upa Meccano and everybody going, oh, fuck, yeah, 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 bring him in Arsenal. And then I seen all them same fans go, oh, fuck, he's shit, he's shit. So I'm like, well, is he good? Is he shit? Like, is he going to be the boo boy? Is he going to be that that player who's going to be under so much microscope if he did come to Arsenal. So I'm looking at it from that point of view. And look, not that I give a fuck about little Johnny's on Twitter's fucking opinion anyway, but it's the the whole vibe, you know, around the fucking Twitter. Like, they all fucking whinge and moan and fucking jerk each other off about some player not being real fucking good. And 
So I don't know whether that is the case. And next week he's back on the oh he's fucking good. Did you see his um, tackle or whatnot? So, and that's only because since Bundesliga has been back, I think he's had a few bad games. Um, well, I mean he got he got sent off uh, the other day, but I mean you, you look at his career. I've just googled it. Yeah. Uh, I mean I know he's twenty one and, and he's an established centre back and a Champions League quarter finalist and a a top four team in the Bundesliga. So at 21, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. played 80 games at Leipzig at 21 for a centre-back. That's, that is unreal. Mm. But for me, I just, stylistically, I don't like that type of defender. I think you can maybe get away with that as one of the two if the other defender is a, a thinker, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're really lucky, the top, top centre-backs, uh, like, obviously, if you go with Van Dijk and Laporte, who are, for me, the two best in the Premier League, they're both natural defenders, but they have got a bit of pace and power about them. It's, it's why, and I know most people disagree with me on this, it's why I've never really been a Koulibaly fan. I think he's more the, I'm not saying he can't play, mm. but I think he's more of the pace and power type of defender rather than someone that just, they know how to stick tight to their man and they're going to nick in and win the ball and, and then come out and play. Yeah, and I know he right. can. You are right. Yeah, I just I don't like that that type of defender. I'd rather someone who's a little bit slower. But like Martasaka was probably a little bit too slow and a little bit not strong enough. But he is my type of defender. He just needed a little bit more. Mm. Like that's the type of defender I like. <laughs> I, I I I do see your point. Um, I just wonder what road Arteta's going to go on and I suppose down and, and yeah, you've really got to look question. at the question was who would I, know, I prefer yeah, I know, yeah. what I was going to say was you, you probably got to look at the Manchester City and that's that's the path they're going to go down isn't it yeah I mean look, gonna, well the thing is it's, if he's got Saliba coming or well, he has got Saliba coming and, he's, and he wants Luis to stay yeah. I don't think he'll sign another centre back no, I've got fucking heaps of them like, yeah, I think Mustafi will probably go if he still wants to go. Um, that Greek fucking goddess, he'll go. Mafropanis. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out on loan because he's done really well in the German second division by all accounts and there's quite a few of the, the top division teams want him. So mm. I think you'd either sell him with a buyback or with a, uh, you'd get him out on loan in the top division and see how he, how he does there. But I don't hold much hope for him, but I think for me, the, obviously going back to the question, Upa Makani or Party, for me, uh, when I went for a midfield earlier, I didn't care, do you know what I mean? If any of them went, you'd be like, oh, yeah, sort of, so yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, need, we need someone in there where you go like, fuck me, this guy's vital. Like, we, we can't let him go. The way we look at a Bamiyang, or, and I know that it's because they're young talent, but the way we look at Martinelli or Saka, we look at them and go, we can't fucking lose them. Like, yeah. we, we can't. It'd be criminal. We've got none of our midfielders where we go, like, we can't. Like, some can't people run. may argue Gwendouzi. I wouldn't. I don't know. I couldn't give a shit if he went mm. um, for the right money. But, yeah, we need someone in the midfield where you go, no, this guy, we need, like, this guy has to be here. Isn't it funny, though, Gwendouzi, like, back in, he signed for us, what, seven, eight mil, come over to us that first season? At the end of the first season, everyone's going, oh, 50 mil player. Just hypothetically, what do you think he's at now? Like, And, and take away coronavirus, you think like people well, are like... Wanna, 
I just want to kind of argue with that because I remember there was a report that PSG were struggling with their version of homegrown and that they were looking for it at 50 million. Yeah. And I remember arguing with absolutely everyone because I was like, fucking take it. If that's true, yeah, take it. <laughs> take it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, put him on the, the ferry, <laughs> on the Eurostar, and get him across for that money. Yeah. Like, he's, uh, he's good. He's okay. But... I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say what he's worth because I don't rate him. So yeah, I'm going to put him at lower than what everyone, everyone else would. Yeah. Look, he, he's, he's definitely talented and he's young. They're, they're two things that are going to give you an advantage. But then you also look at who buys him. Like you, for, every, for every player, there has to be a buyer for them to be worth any money. Mm. So if people are going to start talking about 40 million, and it's difficult. I'm at around about. I'm at around about. If if he went for twenty nil, twenty tomorrow, I'm happy. Twenty five, I'm happy. Uh, you know I mean, what I mean? More than that, as I said, he's twenty one. He's played a lot of football, and and look, the boy's got talent. I I just don't know. Too, I don't know sort of what position he takes up. Mm. And but he's what twenty two. So you've got time to mould that. You've got time to make him whatever type of midfielder you want. My my biggest question would be. If you're looking at 35-ish, which I'd be imagined the price Arsenal would uh, be tempted by, I, I don't know who, who who pays that money for him. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. Um, mate, it's probably fucking like 1 a.m. in the morning for you. <laughs> We we're going to do, we do a quick 20-minute fucking podcast, so we'll wrap it up. Let yeah, but you have to get this go. out. You have to get this out quick because by the time people listen to it, the game I'm gonna, will be done. I'm so we were talking about start. Yeah, no, I'm going to get it out yeah. now. That's coming out now. So, um, and look, everyone, thank you for listening. We are back. We'll be back again next week um, to talk about the City game. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, Wait, are we going again next Wednesday? Yeah, yep. Uh, right? So then there'll be two games. We've got Brighton on Saturday as well. Okay. And I'm not even sure if we've got a midweek next week. Yeah, we'll have a look. I can only do Wednesdays, that's all. Yeah, I know. You're not committed to the cause. <laughs> I'm a busy man, mate. I'm a busy man. <laughs> so, like, literally, to anyone listening, we now have to record the shows at midnight on a Wednesday or this diva won't turn up. <laughs> hey, uh, how many times? I did midnight for how long? You was working. It wasn't like you got up or stayed up. <laughs> uh, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Um, so we've got, I just looked at the fixtures. We've got City, obviously, tomorrow or today now. Uh, Brighton on Saturday and then Southampton away. Well, it doesn't matter home away, but on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So if we're recording this sort of time, that'll be like 36 hours before the game. Okay. We'll see how we go. We might even do a Tuesday or something. We'll see what happens. I don't know what I've got on next week. Fuck all. <laughs> no, I fucking... Squiggling your thumbs on the Xbox. No, I'm literally doing fuck all. But, so I've still got lots of doctor's appointments and shit going on, which is fucking me up. And you know that since this... And just quickly. Quick story. Since coronavirus has happened, I can't go and visit the fuckers, right? So to still get a fucking dollar, they ring me. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. So I've got to talk to some doctor over the fucking phone. Painful. Painful. Okay, anyway, I'll leave us with it. Thank you, everybody. Hopefully you get this. Um, 
I will put a tweet out and remember to resubscribe on iTunes. I'll also put it on YouTube and everything that's happening now. Thank you. See you, Tony. It's been a pleasure. See you later.